Hello, friends. Welcome to Fearfully and Wonderfully Me, a podcast designed to help you increase your influence, develop your leadership, and maximize your results. Today's today's episode is all on um, my top 10 tips for becoming a better speaker. Now, I realize that not everyone listening wants to be a professional speaker, and that's okay, but maybe you just want to give a more effective presentation in your job at work. Or, you know, maybe you want to increase your influence when you're in a a board meeting and you 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 know, you want to share your opinion and and increase your influence in doing so. And what I will tell you is that in the years and uh, the years and years and that I've spent um, studying other speakers and learning to be a successful speaker, um, learning to be an effective speaker, and not to say that that I know everything. I certainly don't. I learn every single time I give a, a speech or a presentation. But what I have learned is that the things that make us successful or more influential, whether we're giving a TEDx talk or whether we're sharing um, information in a a boardroom with a a PowerPoint. The things that make us successful in any of those environments are pretty universal. And I wanted to share those tips with you. You know, I've been through tons and tons and hours and hours and hours of speaker training. Um, I've been I've been privileged to be personally mentored um, by Les Brown, who's one of the top motivational speakers. Um, Mac and I had a chance uh, a couple years ago. We flew to Los Angeles and spent two days going through, you know, personally being mentored by Les Brown and going through some speaker trainings with him. I've been through several speaker trainings with him. Um, I've also learned from speakers like Nick Vujicic, you know, and and what I've learned and, and going through being coached myself and and studying other speakers, these are the things that I wanted to share with you because, you know, there again, not everyone wants to be um, giving a TEDx talk or be a professional speaker, and that's okay, but a lot of us just want to be more effective in our role wherever we are. So whether you're challenge to to get up and 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 lead a bible study or you know lead a presentation through a boardroom or maybe you do want to give a tedx talk Um, these are kind of my top 10 things for being successful now let me say um and i think i just mentioned touched on this but let me just let me just clarify one more time you know i realize that this is a journey and certainly i don't know everything when it comes to speaking um you know, every time we give a presentation, it's an opportunity, right? And it's also a responsibility. Um, a lot of what I'm going to share with you kind of really didn't come together for me until I started um, working toward giving my TEDx talk. So in 2017, um, and it was an incredible uh, experience. Uh, but let me tell you, you watch that that seven-minute TEDx talk, and it seems so simple, but months and months of preparation went into that. But what I walked away from that experience learning is that all of the things that I will share with you on this podcast really kind of clicked for me during that experience. And I don't know if it was just I was more mature as a speaker that I was ready to really be um, authentically who I am. 
um, or maybe it just going through the process kind of refined me. So, you know, a lot of different um, ways that we get to wherever we want to go. But here's kind of the top 10 things that I've learned over the years and years and thousands of hours that I've spent studying other speakers and reading about being a speaker and and giving um, talks myself. You know, Mac and I travel all over the country and we spend hours and hours and hours. We speak to thousands of people teaching on leadership and personal growth. And, and even when I share my story um, and being resilient, you know, so these are kind of universal things that that I want to share with you. Um, number one, right, you're, you're, you're kind of at the point where you're like, Rhea, quit talking and just give me the meat. Um, number one, be prepared. I think it's it was kind of an important learning point for me to realize that I didn't have to script every presentation. And in fact, I think that the best presentations or the best speeches aren't necessarily scripted. But don't confuse unscripted with unprepared. And so let me clarify that. Um, When I did my TEDx talk, I did um, work very hard on a script for that because it was a seven minute speech. And seven minutes is not a lot when you are challenged to tell a story that's compelling and interesting, but also share an idea worth spreading, right? That's the concept of TEDx Talks is very short, very powerful, but very effective in placing an idea in the mind of your audience and helping them learn, right? TEDx Talks are are informational, but they're inspirational as well. And so I did work hard on, on scripting, maybe not scripting every word and memorizing every word, but really scripting the flow of the talk, the, 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 um, points that I wanted to cover and how they would line up. Um, and I did, I did type out, uh, you know, a, a script if you want to call it that, but, but not so much focusing on memorizing every single word as memorizing the key points. And here's why. There are absolutely people who can memorize word for word a script, and I've done some talks like that, but so much of the time when you focus more on just memorizing the speech and scripting out every single thing, then some little tiny thing will happen and it will throw you completely off because you're not prepared for it and you can't get back on track. And so then you end up feeling frustrated, you lose your place, sometimes you're not even able to recover fast enough. Um, I remember when I was learning to teach group fitness and, you know, in the classes that I taught, I did have to learn the choreography, which meant the moves that we were doing. I also had to learn the music, I had to learn the sequence of effective cues. And it was very similar, um, you know, in that I had to be prepared to be able to to deliver the class. But if I focused on just memorizing a script, then I couldn't respond effectively to the class in front of me. And so, but I had to be thoroughly prepared. I had to absolutely know my material. And that's true for giving any presentation. If you want to give a TEDx talk, you absolutely have to know your material. And I'll talk a a little bit about why that's important um, in tip number six. But um, you absolutely have to be prepared, but you don't necessarily have to script everything. And I've learned that unless it's something like a TEDx talk where every single word has to count because you only have such a short amount of time, um, 
most of the time you can deliver a more authentic presentation if you are prepared, um, but you don't necessarily have to script everything. Now, you know, there may be speakers, there probably are speakers that feel like they should script every word in an hour long keynote. And number one, that's just mentally exhausting. But number two, it doesn't allow you to interact with the audience. Um, it doesn't allow you to shorten your presentation if you need to. Um, and I've been in situations where I thought I was going to have an hour long slot and I get there and maybe the speaker before me ran over. And so suddenly you get up there and you're like, wow, I've only got 45 minutes to deliver this talk. And if you, if you memorized and scripted out a whole 60 minute keynote, then you would suddenly have to cut 15 minutes. And most of us can't do that on the fly, right? If we memorize a script, it's going to be really tough to figure out on the fly, on the spot, in the moment, what can I cut out a quarter of my talk, right? So don't confuse the two. Be prepared, number one. Um, number two, be yourself. You know, this one, this was a big one for me because when I first, you know, thought about being a speaker, I, you know, I kind of saw myself as, as inspiring people and teaching on leadership, but I didn't want to talk about me. Um, and that's kind of funny. It's kind of counterintuitive, but, but it's absolutely true. Um, and I had to kind of get over that and, and realize that, that I could be me better than I could any be anybody else. And so, you know, an important part of that is figuring out your style. Um, Mac and I often speak together, but we have completely different styles. But each of us um, focuses on being ourselves and that's more real, it's more authentic. Um, and I don't have to worry about it. If I'm focusing on just being me, I don't have to worry about pretending to be um, a speaker with a different style or someone else that, that I'm not, right? Or appearing to be someone else that I'm not. Just be you. If you're not comfortable being you, you're not ready to, to get up on the stage. I, and I think that that's important. Um, when you're comfortable with yourself, it's much easier to be comfortable with your presentation. Now, I know that that's easier said than done, but but go into it knowing that if you just be you, that's half the battle in, in being authentic as a speaker. So don't be afraid to be yourself. Number three, be simple. Chris Anderson, um, who is the, the head of TED, He's kind of the curator of TED and TED Talks. Um, he has a book called TED Talks, really good book on public speaking. If you haven't read it and you want to do more speaking, highly recommend that book. But he's got a quote in there that says, overstuffed is underexplained," And I love that. You know, so much of the time we get excited about what we're talking about or, or we're trying to cram too much information into a presentation. And so we overstuff it but then we under explain it, right? Just throwing 10 or 100 key points into a presentation isn't really helpful, right? If we could choose a few points and really explain them well with the use of stories or analogies, and if we can get those to, to take root in the idea uh, and the mind of our audience, then we're effective, right? If we just get up there and talk about a hundred facts that are great to know, but nobody remembers them, we're not effective as a speaker. So overstuffed equals underexplained. Cut down on the number of points and focus more time to getting those key points um, explained. 
Number four, be interesting. I don't know how many times and, and how many times people I'm coaching um, and they're speaking and they, they come to me and they go, okay, here's my opening. And they say, I'm, my name is so-and-so and I have two kids and one dog and I do this and here's my experience and there's my credibility. And that's great. There's nothing wrong with that information. But you only have the first few seconds of any presentation to hook your audience, to get them interested in what you're about to say, to give them a reason to listen to you. You know, I really try to, to actively listen to any speaker, but if someone gets up and starts telling me their bio, I find myself itching to find um, my phone to check emails or, you know, I just I start tuning out and think about my grocery list. And it's if something is not relevant to your audience, they're not interested in it. So I think a lot of uh, us, myself included, I, when I started, I wanted to get up and you know talk about why I was qualified to be up there, but, but that doesn't interest us. And most of us assume that if you have the position of a speaker or presenter, you're qualified, right? I mean, that's just kind of our, our natural tendency. If you're up on the stage, we're going to assume at least for a first few minutes that you are qualified to be up there. Now, you could very quickly disprove that, um, but the best way to prove it and, and you know, make sure everyone gets something to take away is get them interested. So share a story. Um, share a story. Don't get, don't just get up and introduce yourself and talk about your, what degrees you have and what jobs you've held and what you've done. Don't worry. Don't, nobody cares about that stuff. If you get up and tell a story though, because stories are human, they're emotional and they're relevant and people get interested in stories. So be interesting. I like to start with a story. You know, a story helps you connect to your audience even better if you can work some humor into it. Um, but people, people like stories. And so be interesting. Even if you're giving the most boring, um, information. I used to have to give presentations on compliance regulations um, with the state laws. Now, let me just tell you, it's challenging to make a presentation on compliance with state and federal regulations interesting. But I found that if I could weave a story in there somewhere, maybe even in, close to the beginning, um, I could make it more interesting. People remember the stories. They're emotional. Number five, be vulnerable. Don't hide behind props. Um, it, it, I know because I've done it. It's so, it's difficult to set your notes down and walk away from the podium. But let me tell you, that's the best way to connect with your audience. Um, because it's, it's real, it's vulnerable, right? And so your audience recognizes that if you're hiding behind the podium, they know that, um, and it's much more difficult to connect with people if you're not willing to be vulnerable. But when you are vulnerable, you are opening up to them and you're saying, hey, I'm not afraid to, to be up here. I don't have to hide behind something. I'm just me, you know, and that kind of comes to back to what I said on being yourself. But but don't hide behind props, you know, walk around, get get any barriers that are between you and the audience, get rid of them, get rid of them as much as possible. There have been um, more than one occasion where Mac and I show up to speak and, and I remember one presentation, it was actually in Atlanta. Um, it was, we were actually speaking 
at a conference room there at Hartsfield um, International. So it was a, a hotel, a nice conference center that's on the hotel, um, that's in the hotel that's there at the airport. Really nice facility. And I remember we were doing like a four hour training and we did the, we did the first part of I, probably the first hour and then we had a little break and then we we're going into the second hour and Mac and I just kind of looked at each other and we just said you know what let's get off this of the stage and it wasn't a super high stage but for whatever reason it was really just not even a physical barrier between us and the audience but it was creating distance between us and the audience and so we jumped down off of the stage for the second hour and actually walked around among the tables and that worked so much better for that second hour it allowed us to connect to the audience a whole lot better so don't hide behind props if you have to jump down off the stage walk among the crowd that's that's more connection with your audience very powerful number six be confident and comfortable make eye contact you know don't talk to the back wall or the back corner talk to the people who are in front of you and that means look at them when we're talking to people we look at them right if you're having a conversation with someone look them in the eye because being on stage and having a conversation with them isn't much different than being in front of them and having a one-on-one -on -one conversation right you're sharing information that's important look them in the eye because you are comfortable that number one what you're saying is important and you are confident in in who you are and, and sharing that information with them um, and, and you know don't I shouldn't have to say it but don't stare at one person the whole time during your presentation that gets uncomfortable I think that that um, the general rule is about three or four seconds of eye contact uh, before you move on and look at someone else acknowledge different parts of the room because much longer than that it gets a little uncomfortable right we we don't like people to stare at us the whole time so make eye contact but move on make sure you're looking at all of the corners of the room of your audience um, number seven be respectful um, I saw a thread on the NSA which is the National Speakers Association Facebook page and there was a thread about should we use profanity from the stage and it was overwhelming no from everyone who chimed in you know be respectful if you have a position as a speaker or presenter you're almost kind of in a, a position of a leadership role right you're trying to influence people but there is never a place to be disrespectful to other people to use um, profanity or foul language um, don't be sarcastic right Res be respectful of other people's religious beliefs um, you know don't make jokes based on on gender or at other people's expense um, self-deprecating humor which means poking fun at yourself that's that's okay right people um, get into that and we can laugh at that because that shows that you are confident in who you are and you're not afraid to be humble but don't make jokes at other people's expense. Be respectful, absolutely. Um, and that means respecting other people's religious beliefs. Um, they're, you know, there again, if you're using language that offends people, it's gonna be really difficult to influence them, right? And so just, just don't, just don't. Um, be a professional, I should say. That's another way to say that. Number eight, be funny, but not too funny. Um, humor is a great gift when it when it comes to connecting with your audience 
Um, and I'm one of those people that that humor didn't come quite as naturally to me because I was, you know, almost I almost had to learn that I could be funny but not too funny. And and the best way I know to explain that is. You know, if you get up and tell a joke that everybody knows is supposed to be a joke, but it it kind of falls flat and it's not even funny, nobody laughs, you've got to be prepared to overcome that and recover from that. So it's absolutely okay to have some humor. Um, the, the, the key to humor is the unexpected. And humor is great. It, it lightens the tone. It lightens the mood. It gets people kind of um, comfortable with you and comfortable with themselves. So I love to start with something a little funny. But but don't go over the top here. Don't show up with three knock-knock jokes. Um, poke some fun at yourself. Share a funny story or an experience. Um, share something about you know yourself that, that can be funny or you know, something when you goofed or a time when you got in a jam or, you know, something that, that people can resonate with. It kind of shows that you're human. Um, but there again, don't try to be over the top about it. You know, if your AV um, props go down and suddenly you thought you had a PowerPoint, but now you don't, just make a joke about it, acknowledge it and, and move on. Um, if your microphone goes out, you know, make a joke about it and, and move on. You know, don't don't throw your um, facilitator or the host of the event under the bus, um, but just kind of laugh about it and say, oh, well, you know, move on. Um, number nine, be real. We learn more from people when they share their mistakes and their lessons learned. I guarantee you, nobody that I've ever talked to wants to hear me get up on stage and talk about how great I am. Because number one, they know that I'm human, right? They know I'm not perfect. They don't want to get up and hear me talk about it, about being perfect. Get up and share your mistakes that you've made and what you've learned from those mistakes. Be real. Be a real person. You know, what's the saying about we all put our pants on one leg at a time, right? And that comes down to being a little, having a little humility and, um, you know, saying, hey, this is not just the only way to do this, but here's some suggestions. Here's some ideas. Be real, but but don't be afraid to be real in a way that shows some humility. Um, you know, if you've made some of those funny jokes at your own expense, that's a great way to do that. Um, you know, I share stories of when I made mistakes as a leader and, you know, we all know that everyone makes mistakes. It's just that not everybody wants to admit it, but I guarantee you, your credibility with your audience will go so much further if you are real and not afraid to say, hey, I'm not perfect and that's okay. Um, and last, but certainly not least, be on time. Number one, you be on time when it's time for you to show up. Don't, don't be tempted or even risk being late for your presentation. Do everything you can to make that event planner or um, your boss or, or whoever's the meeting organizer more comfortable. You know, if, if I'm speaking somewhere and I have to travel the night before, I love to text um, the or call or email um, the event organizer when I arrive in that city and just say, hey, I want to let you know I'm checked into the hotel. It gives them some peace of mind that you're there and that you're, you know, not going to have travel problems or that your plane's going to be delayed. Um, and then be, you know, be early enough 
before you speak to be prepared to be collected um and you know give yourself enough time if that means leaving early waking up early skipping your morning run whatever it takes be on time there's absolutely uh you know barring some major emergency there's no reason um it's terribly disrespectful it's it throws them under the you know into a bind um and it says a lot about your integrity that that you made a commitment and weren't there definitely decreases your influence so be on time but that also means ending on time i don't know how many times i've been at an event where the speaker before me went a little bit over and the speaker before them went a little bit over and the speaker before them went a little bit over and by lunchtime you're 30 minutes behind right so you know one of the things mac and i do when we start talking is we just ask hey what time do we have to stop and I remember um, last year, it's been a few months ago, we were speaking for Nebraska. Uh, we were speaking in Nebraska for a, a group up there. And they had something pretty cool. They had a timer on stage that would um, fly. It was green until five minutes before you were supposed to stop. And then it would turn yellow as a caution. And then when your time was up, it would turn red. So it was a really great, very effective visual. But Mac and I didn't depend on that even though it was really cool visual and I'm glad we didn't because we we were speaking two times over the course of the conference and our second session was only an hour long the first session was maybe an hour and a half but then there was a break and lunch and we came back for the um, second session which was only an hour long and we knew that it was only going to be an hour long we were supposed to stop at three o'clock well we got on stage and the countdown timer was green but it had the little countdown timer showing we had an extra 15 minutes and we both knew that we were supposed to stop at three and we only had an hour to talk but the countdown timer was wrong and so we had to make a decision like do we just keep talking and you know go right up until the thing turned yellow and then red or do we stop and kind of awkwardly ask from the stage if if there had been a change in the agenda and you know there was not a, a super graceful way to handle that but mac did he just finally said hey just want to confirm our stop time is still three o'clock and not three fifteen, right and it it turns out that was a good thing because someone had just made a mistake when they loaded the countdown timer and given us too much time and that would have put the next speaker with 15 minutes less for his presentation and so just be on time stop on time um, you have the responsibility um, if you are given an hour to talk then make sure that you don't talk an hour in 10 minutes because um, uh, let me tell you people quit listening if they know you're supposed to stop at three and they get a break and you don't give them that break people start to get frustrated with that so there again, just Rhea's um, top 10 tips for becoming a better speaker. I hope these are helpful for you. Until next time. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode on tips 
on becoming a better speaker. You know, I am so often asked for advice on getting started um, as a speaker or as an author or or as an entrepreneur and building a business. And um, I get so many requests and I no longer can honor them all. So um, several months ago, Mac and I sat down and we recorded a one hour um, coaching call where we poured in what we wish we had known when we got started because this way this allows us to to leverage our time and offer a resource on the things that we learned the hard way and what worked for us and what didn't work for us um, and getting started and building this business and and on this journey as um, speakers and authors we've written um, self-published over 23 books and so on that call we talk about Um, Just really practical ideas and information to help you accelerate your journey to the next level and beyond. So really kind of a nuts and bolts on creating a platform for um, speaking, teaching, writing, or coaching. Um, So some tips that we cover on the call, how to to refine your message, right? Who's your, uh, what's your message and who's it for? Because that's really important, your positioning statement. Um, We talk about creating a system for content, leveraging your social media. Um, We talk about some practical tips on self-publishing your book and and information on how to start a podcast because maybe since you're listening to podcasts, you have a vision to start your own podcast. We talk about um, getting started with an audio book and building your network. You know, there's no, there aren't any shortcuts on the path to success. But um, the information that we covered on this call will definitely help you accelerate your journey. So if that's something that interests you um, and that could that could help you elevate your platform and reach more people with your message and your audience, um, you can find a link to that uh, download. It's an MP3 download where you actually can just um, register on my website and get a link to the recording so you can listen to it on your phone or on your computer. You can stop it, pause it, rewind it, go back to it um, in six months when you're ready to, to learn some more or implement some new ideas. So if that interests you, you can find a link to that on my store, sariastory.com forward slash store and um, on that you'll see a link um, to the the category um, there we've got several different categories to help you dig through all of our resources go click on training and coaching category and if you scroll um, a little bit down you'll see the link it's called storyteller coaching call share your story build your brand and teach your tribe and like i say just a really good nuts and bolts recording of where we poured in what we wish we had known when we got started on this journey so many years ago thanks